Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to the Everybody Eats B podcast. It's your boy Alex here. I got my co-host Ray with me. What's the deal, man? What's good, man? I'm just in this boy chilling. Uh, got home from work not too long ago. I just worked out a second ago. Worked out these hamstrings. Now I'm just in here chilling. What you want? I thought you worked from home. I just started going in. Matter of fact, uh, <laughs> about, probably about a couple of weeks ago, I had got moved to a different position. So, uh, yeah, still same job, just different position. So I, I've been going in now. Oh, man, I just got word. I'm going to have to start going back to work in person. I'm, I'm so used to working on my laptop. At the crib, from the comfort of your home. Chilling. That was a good feeling, I ain't going to lie. That was a good man. feeling. Because it's like you just in this boy chilling sometimes. And, you know, sometimes when you're working, from, when you're working just in general, there's a lot of downtime. So that downtime, you really just be in this boy cooling. And then, so I got a guest on the show today, my boy Chris. Uh, I met Chris. Um, we both black engineers. I uh, met him at uh, one of his, uh, I was um, going to your job doing some some testing and stuff like that. And then uh, we started talking sports, and quite honestly, the rest is history. So, Chris, yeah. say what up, man? What up, y'all? What up, y'all? So, Chris, he uh, he's a part of the Facts Over Acts <laughs> podcast. Uh, so if you want to just give a quick shout out, find tell the people where they can find you at. Yeah, man, y'all can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, all the good stuff. Uh, Facts over acts. We 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 drop. Uh, we record on Sundays. We drop the episode Mondays. This our uh, this upcoming Sunday gonna be our first Sunday where we gonna live stream on Twitch too. Uh, you can follow Artie Ziff, A R T Y Z I F F. We gonna start on his stream first. Then we're going to branch off to our own stream. So, uh, yeah, if you want to tap into some sports talk outside of Alex and Ray, then go ahead and slide over that way. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So, I am... How's it going? You said what? How long y'all been having that uh, Facts Over Acts podcast going? Oh, yeah. So, we on week 42, actually, this Sunday. Week 42. Y'all going strong. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So, so me personally, I am a fan of the show. I've I've listened to I think probably every episode. So, uh, yeah. Chris, I'm a I'm gonna ask you about a few of your takes uh, real quick. I'm gonna see. I'm looking for some explanations. So, first and foremost, you were a Houston Rockets fan. How did you become a Houston Rockets fan? Oh man, where do I start with the Houston Rockets, dog? Uh, man, so growing up younger. I played baseball uh, at, at almost the highest level. Almost, I almost went to to the league. Almost a guy on my team got drafted, but I gave up the dream when I was in college. So, growing up, it was always like you know the thing to be clutch or you know being 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 that guy. So you know I was looking at teams when I was watching T Mac y'all. Then I started looking into the Rockets more, and I was like, man, clutch city. They used to call the Rockets Clutch City. I like that. So that kind of stuck. Then I, I don't know why. Cause I was I, I used to hoop too, but I gave up hooping when I started getting serious in basketball. I mean baseball. Um Aaron Brooks was one of my favorite PGs, bro. I know y'all probably wow. like Aaron Shout Brooks. Out Aaron Brooks. <laughs> bro, he was been all over the league, low key. Hey, listen, he was nice back when he played on the Rockets, bro. I used to love Aaron Brooks on 2K. I used to put him in the starting lineup before he was in the student starting lineup. And I just used to love the Rockets, bro, and it just stuck with me. And then we had a down period where I was kinda I was still a Rockets fan. I was never switch I never switch up. 
But Brown were taking over. I was in love with the Cavs at one point. But then when James Harden went back to the Rockets, it brought my love back to the Rockets. And now that he's gone, I still love the Rockets. But it's just like we're going down from here for real. <laughs> yeah, it's been a little difficult to love the Rockets this year, man. 11-19, 14th in the Western Conference right now. I had high hopes for the Rockets this year, man. But John Wall, Harden, obviously Harden was on the team at the beginning of the year. And Cousins, I'm like, that's a squad, low-key. I think man, you he kind of started crumbling. And Steven Silas, I'm like, man, this is a decent little team. Bruh. But I don't know, It was man. too much. It was too much of a distraction to start off, though. Yeah. Listen, bro, peep, peep this, though. Let me just put, uh, highlight Silas, though. Look at the Dallas this year versus last year. Steven Silas was their offensive coach last year. I'm just putting that putting that there for the audience. You know what I mean? Like the the Steven Silas so underrated, and I, I feel so bad James Harden didn't give that black man a chance as head coach. Like if he would have came in with the right attitude, the Rockets team was we we looked solid on paper for sure, solid oh, sure. on paper. Because you didn't even bring up Eric Gordon came back, PJ Tucker came back, Ben McLemore came nice. back, Christian Wood just signed with it. We had a squad if you look yeah. back at it, but. I mean, I guess that wasn't hard what Harden wanted. KD called him and said, let's come come to Brooklyn. He was like, I'm on the way. Yeah. <laughs> so. he, he wanted a chip. He wanted a chip. <laughs> I don't think he was going to win the chip in Houston, quite honestly. So, you know, he was, he was chasing the chip. But you bring up Steven yeah. Silas, though. Steven Silas actually got the Rockets being one of the best defensive teams in the NBA, which is hey, very listen. surprising to me, going from being one of the worst to the best now. Hey, listen, man, that that's crazy to me because he was known as an offensive coach, as I just pointed out. But now that we see he could do it on both sides because even when Harden was there from game one, Harden had 44 and 17. We was like, man, this is some crazy ball movement going on. It's not even all ISO ball anymore. So, I mean. How do you feel about DeMarcus Cousins being waived, essentially? Uh... I was, at first, I was a little upset about it because it's like he seemed like he was coming back. I don't know if y'all been paying attention to him, but to me, it seemed like he started to come back to 75% of Boogie of old. You know what I'm saying? He was getting 10 and 10 easily. You know what I mean? And he was a, re a career 25 and 13 player before all the injuries. So for him to come back and get 15 and 10 in one game, he had 26 and 17 in one game. I was like, oh, that's old Boogie. Yeah, right. But. I like it for him because I think a team going to pick him up after the deadline and go ahead and sign him for cheap because he is on a cheap contract. The Rockets guaranteed this money, so I'm happy he getting paid again. I, I, I want Boogie to succeed. You know what I mean? Boogie Boogie get a bad rep, but John Wall, you know, he painted a picture in my head because I always thought Boogie was just one person that just yelled. It was a Rasheed Wallace type of player. You know, just yell, get texts all the time, hurt his team. But Boogie really just got a big heart. That's really where it come from. Yeah, now, me personally, I haven't really kept up with the Rockets too much this year. I know they got Oladipo. I haven't seen anything about him recently. Is he playing? Yeah, he was out for three games. He He's supposed to be coming back now. But, you know, they, they kind of – they don't know if they want to trade him at the deadline or not is what I was reading up on and then listening to some other guys I know that's affiliated with the Rockets. They don't know if they want to trade him at the deadline or either, you know, sign an extension with him um, – to try to try to keep him long term, so they just they they kind of playing with the lineup, see what they're gonna do going forward. So as a Rockets fan, are you are you kind of giving up playoff hopes for this year? Oh yeah, we we it's over with. It's, it's over with. I I, <laughs> I anticipate I P 
PJ Tucker and maybe John Walsh might be gone at the deadline. Uh, not so sore on John Wall because his contract's so heavy, so it's going to be hard to move that. But P.J. Tucker, I think he out of there. I think Eric Gordon might be out of there too. I mean, if they keep him, it's just going to be just to, just to keep our team relevant somewhat, make it games close. But I think they're going to go ahead and tank and try to get try to get a top pick for the next two years. Yeah, I think the unfortunate reality of the Rockets this year is they have a bunch of former stars that careers were kind of riddled by injuries. Oladipo, John Wall, Cousins. Um, I watched a few games with the Rockets because, like I said, I was a fan of uh, what the Rockets were doing this year. And it did. To me, it seemed like Cousins was being a little lazy on the floor. I'm not going to lie. I did see a few games where he posted some good numbers. But it looked like he was being a little a little lazy on the floor, kind of trying back on D, you know, um, shooting a lot of threes, which has been incorporated in his game. But I don't know. I think them waving Cousins probably for the Rockets was the was the right thing to do. Yeah, I think he got a little PTSD too, being down low, because that both times he got injured, he was down low and he went knee to knee with somebody on one, and then the other one when he tore his Achilles, it just happened when he was doing a spin move, so. I mean, that might be a little PTSD down there, I think. Yeah. I think Christian Wood is a good building block, though. Do you think he could be a number one, though? Because I don't see it. Could he yeah, be a number one? You, I don't no. think you can build around him. He's a good he's right. a good asset, but I don't think you can build around Christian Wood. Yeah. I I I, I think of Christian Wood like a prime and y'all going to laugh at me when I say this, but like a prime Josh Smith, Al Horford mix. Because Al Horford, he's I mean, think about it. When they played in Atlanta, they was nice. And if you take bits and pieces of both of their games, I feel like that give you Christian Wood. They trying to compare him to AD. I don't know why they doing that. But you take bits and pieces of Al Horford and Josh Smith, you could put them, you could blend them, and then you get Christian Wood, bro. Yeah, I could kind of see that. I, I, the only thing I would say is Wood is a little bit better from the three ball. I think Horford kind of yeah. developed the three ball a little bit later in his career in Boston, but I see where you're going with it. Yeah, because Josh Smith used to bring the ball the up sometimes. Because they're tall and, you know, can kind of play a perimeter game. I just think people are just kind of throwing that AD comparison out there just because, quite honestly. Yeah, man, I don't. That that's some garbage right there. AD, you ain't gonna find another AD. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nah, he's he's not quite he's not quite AD, but he could put the ball on the floor. I'll give him that. Right. That's why I say how Al Horford or Josh Smith. You know, both of them was able big guys able to bring the ball up. Not good, but they could bring it up. Now, uh, so the Rockets. I mean, they've been kind of disappointing. But are y'all more disappointed by the let's say the Celtics or the Heat? Honestly, I'm more disappointed in the Celtics because I think we've seen the value of Marcus Smart. I said this on Facts Over Act Sunday. Marcus Smart was they one glue guy. Like the, They got a lot of guys that could just go get buckets, but they had one glue guy, and he knew his role, and Marcus Smart played his role to the T. Like, you ain't going to really find better glue guy than Marcus Smart in the league right now. He was he was a leader. He was a leader. He wasn't, It's been a lot of teams where – the best player isn't necessarily the leader. The be- their best player is Jason Tatum. And then, you know, even Jalen Brown is better than Marcus Smart. But Marcus Smart, I think, is their leader. He's their, he's their Draymond, if you will. 
Right. That's what I'm saying. And and I think with him being out all this time, that's what really hurting the Celtics right now. Because he was averaging 13 and 5, I believe, 13 and 5 assists. Like, being an off guard, off ball guard, and being a they number one defender. Like, that's crazy to me that they missing this much from one guy. Now, even with that being said, though, I still think that they have been disappointing this year. Even with that being said. Yeah. Because with so y'all think the Brown, Heat? Kimba, um, I mean, quite honestly, that's really all they got. Uh, Boston, yeah. I think they're just too small. That's true, too. Tice ain't enough. Yeah. Though. Y'all think they make some moves at the deadline? I don't think so. I don't know nothing, what they could nothing do. Nothing impactful. Nothing impactful. I mean, they was talking about them getting Blake Griffin or something like that, but I was like, nah. In the buyout? Uh, yeah. That ain't going to do it. <laughs> I don't know about that. They got Tristan Thompson already. Oh, true, true, true. All right, but I mean, I don't know. I think they if they the got an Andre role. Drummond, if they got an Andre Drummond, that'll help them out. But I mean, that's that's a better version of Tristan Thompson to me, you know, honestly, if you want to be honest. <laughs> Hello, so we while we on the topic of Boston, um, Chris, like I said, I'm a fan of the show. You're not a fan of Doc Rivers. Do you oh, think man. Doc Rivers is an overrated coach, Ray? I think you've said the same thing. Oh, so yeah, Philly, definitely. You said definitely, okay. <laughs> so yeah, hey, look, I done heard some of Ray takes too. He sounds just like me talking about Doc, Doc. Hey, yeah, y'all don't mess with Doc. So hold on, wait. Philly is number one in the East this year, right? Joel right. Embiid is having an MVP caliber year. Uh, ben Simmons puts up 42 points, uh, almost put up a 42-point triple-double. This is the first time they're playing this caliber of basketball since, uh, I don't know, since for a long time. But is it because of Doc Rivers? Does Doc Rivers deserve some of this, some of this, uh, you know, some of the residual success effect that the right, right? You want to go first, or you want me to, man? <laughs> look, look, I'll say that uh, Doc Rivers is an upgrade over Brett Brown. I'll say that to start off, because right. Brett Brown was terrible, okay. yeah. in my yeah. opinion. I don't think he had the voice of the locker room. But cry me a Doc Rivers, I just can't do it, man. <laughs> You just going in on Doc like that? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, listen, listen. <laughs> you said it yourself in that in in the introduction of this topic, man. Joel Embiid is having an MVP season, bro. That's the right. only reason the Sixers look better to me. Because if you look back at it, the Sixers has always been a solid team, even under Brent Brown and his terrible coaching. But Embiid was always out the lineup, always injured, always missing key games, and he never was like, you know, get a flow. Embiid's been there. He'd been getting a flow, and he'd been hooping this year. So it's to me, this Embiid was always in top three in the East in players, but once Brian left, always in top three of the best players in the East. So now we actually seeing it because he's there. I think that's the only difference. Because okay, Doc, so- he not really making no changes. Ben Simmons still not shooting threes. Nobody can get to him, so... The only difference to me is Embiid. Well, I think at this point in Ben Simmons' career, I don't think he needs to be trying to shoot threes. I think you need to nip that in the bud. I don't, I don't think he needs to be working on that. There was a game where the game where he put up 42, they were playing the Jazz. I think they put Ben Simmons at the five. They were trying to put, they were trying to get Ben Simmons in positions where Rudy Gobert uh, was guarding Ben Simmons, and obviously, you know, saying he was beating him off the dribble and he was, he was killing Gobert. 
I think those are the types of changes that a good coach puts in place for your 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 one of your star players to to thrive in. Like, is that not good coaching? Uh, I mean, it is. It's, it's making adjustments. Making adjustments makes you a good coach. However, however, hear me out. Hear me out. Do you think that was a hard decision to make, Alex? Like, be honest. <laughs> be honest. Be honest. I mean, I mean, it, it would Brett Brown have done it? I'm saying, bro, if you were the coach and you had a 6'11 guard and your center was out and you know you got another guard that's 6'5 off the bench, do you think you don't think nothing in your head would have thought, let me just throw Ben at center. He could rebound anyway. Oh, uh, well, yeah, okay. That's one thing. But uh, another thing, though, Seth Curry, with the addition of Seth Curry, Seth Curry is having a career year as well. Right. I mean, that's because he got Embiid down low getting double or being up top. They trying to press him to make him or sag off of him and make him shoot. And they kind of teams is kind of playing like a, a, a back zone because they got a double Embiid and they got to, like, play off Simmons so they can get to Embiid. So Curry been wide open a lot of looks. He's been in a lot of looks wide open. And he's a Curry. Don't, let's not forget he's a Curry. I haven't met a Curry that can't shoot yet. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> That's right. I mean, why? Do you, so why is Doc a bad coach? Let me let me let's start there. Why I just don't judge. I don't judge him by the regular season. I judge him by what he gets, what he does in the in the second round of the playoffs. He he's the king of blowing three one leads. Hey, he 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 he's been put in the perfect positions. I say that we've perfect. never seen Doc coach a team from the bottom up. Like for example, Stephen Silas and. Uh, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. The Dallas coach, I can't think of his name. Rick Carlisle. Carlisle, yeah. Yeah. So they they can say that coaching staff coached the, the Dallas back from the bottom when Dirk was out of his prime back up to contention because Dallas is talked about now. Doc Rivers can never say that. He was he got put in a perfect position in the Celtics. They won one ring. He had that big three and only won one ring. You get what I'm saying? Every other every other big three that formed after that has won at least two. I mean, he got he had LeBron in his way. I mean, but he beat LeBron. LeBron and that Cavs team, he beat him to get to the finals. Yeah, then LeBron went to Miami, and then it was a wrap. But um, even then, he had him up three two. Exactly. LeBron had to drop forty five and fifteen. But that's he what did. LeBron do. I think y'all, I think y'all been a little hard on Doc, man. I think Doc ain't a bad coach, bro. I see what y'all okay. saying. I see the point that y'all are making. But I mean, I don't think he explain like, the Clippers. Explain the Clippers this past season. He made no adjustments. Didn't have his team motivated to play in a must-win game seven, must-win game six, must-win game five, and he, he the, the players was like, we didn't even feel like playing. I get it was the bubble, but I mean, every other team came to play. Okay, I mean, this kind of transitions into another one of my questions. Uh, Chris, you don't fuck with Paul George either. <laughs> so hold on. So last year. Paul George and them. If, if you set up a right play for Paul George, right, and this and this man is hitting the side of the backboard, what what is what is Doc Rivers to do? I mean, listen, listen. I'm and a fan Kawhi, of Paul Kawhi George. Don't didn't give play me. all that well in that game seven either. Right, 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 right. But Kawhi Kawhi has rings though. You know what I mean? Kawhi has shown what he could do. He he put the Sixers out when they were supposed to go to the conference finals. You get what I'm saying? So Kawhi shown that in clutch time, Kawhi can do what he needs to do. For me, Paul George just every time he gets to that big stage, man, it seemed like he's not <laughs> Paul George, man. And, and don't get me wrong, I love Paul George. He he was one of my top five favorite players 
He still is. Honestly, I love watching Paul George hoop. He's 6'8". That can dribble like a guard. He can shoot the three well. He can dunk like crazy. He's a he's a sensational talent. But my problem with Paul George is he put himself in the bracket with, like, Brian and them, and he don't have the accolades like Brian and them. You know what I mean? Like, he always saying, I'm one of the best in the world. Why? Why are you one of the best in the world? The most of the best in the world and one already. Nah, I'm not. I'm not throwing him in that best of the best of the world category. Nah, exactly. I'm, I'm not throwing him. He's there. top fifteen, right? He top fifteen, but to me, he he's the a second option. No matter how you cut the. Oh yeah, cut the definitely. It been, but then when any when he was in Indiana though, he was the first option, and, and he then, didn't win. Yeah, yeah, he didn't win, but he got blocked by Brian. Same thing with Doc Rivers. When you're in when you're in the Eastern Conference, I mean, Brian is kind of like. If you want to make this comparison, like the like the Jordan, Jordan stopped a lot of niggas from getting rings. Carl Malone and them, uh, Barkley and them. So like when you were in the Eastern Conference, Brown was going to the finals every year. I, so I get stopped. it, a straight. I get yeah, it. Paul but George, at the same, Indiana and them, they wasn't. They had no chance of really beating Miami and them. I mean, they had a chance. I'll, I'll take that back. It took them to Game Seven. Yeah, yeah, they had a chance. right Game Seven. And what Paul George doing at Game Seven? Y'all don't even remember, so it wasn't remembered. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? 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 Like when it's time for Paul George to be there, bro, he not there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and I I would agree with that. I mean, now see when it comes to Doc Rivers, uh, I have to look at that 2015 uh, Clippers team when they blew that lead against the Houston Rockets. That's the that's the one I'm more so indicting him on, more so than even the one in the bubble. Because that one, like, you didn't even have James. It's like you cut out a little bit there. All right. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, we're good. In 2015, when the Clippers played the Rockets in, in the playoffs, and they blew that 3-1 lead, it wasn't even James Harden giving them that work. It was Josh Smith. That's the, the one I'm really <laughs> exactly. That's the one where it's like there's no excuse for Doc Rivers. I mean, y'all act like this man is on the court though. I mean, but if bro, you're getting bro. praise like your own Greg Popovich level, you can't get those is results. He, is he getting praised like that though? Does he yes, like for that? the he last couple years. Like, I don't, I don't see really. Bro, niggas. he has that's one the chip. thing. He hold on, wait. He has one chip and one coach of the should have got more. And he got he got the one coach of the year award in the ninety nine two thousand uh, season with Orlando. I, I get it. I get what you're saying, but once again. Who look at that Orlando team? He had the perfect situation. No, I'm talking about a long time ago, uh, 99, 2000. Them niggas was they didn't even have. I don't even think they had T Mac yet. He won coach. I'm, I'm, they had shooters everywhere though. That 99, 2000 team was it, it was it was put together nicely. He always gets teams on a silver silver platter. Well, okay, me. I mean I don't I don't hear him. I don't really hear his name in the in the Popovich, uh, Phil Jackson. Um, realm is, is his name in that thrown around in those realms? If it is, then okay, I would agree with y'all. Then nah, it doesn't need to be there, but I don't hear his name thrown around in those realms. He's pretty much on a Brad Stevens level, in my opinion. He's not, nah, yeah. Brad Stevens ain't got no championship, but he, Doc Rivers, has had the perfect, he should have got more than one ring with that team. 
I don't, I don't agree. He should have got more because he they were up three two against uh, the Lakers in twenty ten. Right. They should have won so that now one. you're going to say, now, nah, I hate bringing his name up, but now you're going to say Kobe Kobe kept him from getting the ring now, but they was up 3-2 again in another situation? Well, <laughs> I can't really talk about that. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. I think y'all going in a little a little hard on Doc. I, I, don't, I think they, they had a possibility of winning that one, but after that, you know what I'm saying, running up against the Heat, it was, it was a wrap. So, I, so, I don't really so – got. Go ahead, Ray. Go ahead. Go ahead Ray. I don't expect the Sixers to make it to the finals this year. So that's why I said I can't judge him by the regular season. That's cool, but the Nets are already, they're on the Sixers' heels already. I think the Nets are going to finish with the best record anyway. Probably. Probably. So do you got faith in Doc Rivers this postseason? Let's say that. You it's think he's going to make the necessary the adjustments? They're not beating the Nets. My point. My point. And the Nets don't even have a coach, and you saying that. Like Steve Nash is uh, a rookie coach. He a rookie coach. Okay. I, I, okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I still fuck with Doc. I still I fuck with Doc for, I think, um, what he what I fuck with Doc for just like. I don't know. I think he makes him. I think he's a pretty good coach. I think so. I mean, even you got to look back like, and it's gonna be the last point before we get off this topic like. I feel like him giving the ball so much to Rondo, even back in that Boston team, when Rondo was really like really a nobody before that. I like, mean, Ray Allen wasn't gonna bring team. the Ray Allen wasn't gonna bring the ball up. He he I didn't mean, have I, that I'm in his game about anymore. The ball up. I'm talking about really like run the team. But I they mean, have, have you, they have clash. You, yeah, have have you have you seen Rondo like even when he not on the court? Rondo really wants to be a coach, man. He he gonna take yeah. the ball. You don't have to get Rondo the ball. He gonna go get the ball himself. I don't know when you're around uh, KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen of the prime. It has to it has to come through Doc to say give Rondo the ball. Rondo's gonna go get the ball. I understand Rondo's kind of that. He's that type of person, but it has to come through Doc also to say Rondo has to be running this team. I just think Doc has choked too much for me to uh, put him up okay. higher I ain't mad than at where that. he is. Okay, I understand. So okay, let's 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 uh let's talk about. So we say Doc Rivers is overrated. Doc Rivers is uh shouldn't be in, put in the realm of a, a lot of players. So LeBron, not too long ago, said a statement. Devin Booker, Damian Lillard, two of the most underappreciated, disrespected players in the NBA. Does he have a point here? I would say I would say for Dame, I would go first on this one. I'll say for Dame, my question to y'all is, who are the best point guard? Who's the best point guards in the NBA right now? Rank them. One through one through three. Uh, Steph Curry, Curry uh, James Harden, uh, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie then, over Dame? No, uh, I, I, I think he's more. Dame. I think he's more talented. Right. Yeah, he's more skilled. Right. He's more skilled, but he's not. He's not better than Dame. He's not better. I'd take him over Dame. What you, what you, right, for what my team. Doing? Oh man, I go Curry and Dame. It go Curry Dame to me. I mean, well, Harden is Harden is. I don't want to. I don't know if I want to throw Harden in that point guard. I mean, he's a point guard, but he's a know. natural playmaker. He not. He's built for a shooting guard though. You get right. what I'm saying? He. Right. Yeah. I don't call him, so, call him a point guard. So so Ray, where do you put Dame? 
For point guards? Yeah. You put him four? If we excluding James Harden, I would put him nah, third. Okay, so. I said Steph, number one, then then Kyrie, number two, and then Dame. Well, I think the thing is, your your list was Steph, James, and Kyrie. You can I don't think you can have both of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I put James first. Okay, so James, okay. Wait, so, okay, all right. I, so I, I got Steph, so James, okay, Kyrie, and then Dame. Yep. That's a fair list. And then, Chris, you said Steph, Dame. Yeah, Steph, then Dame. I mean, only other case you can make, and, and that's still a big reach. Nah, I ain't going to say that. Never mind. Never mind. What you like, about to say? I was going to say CP3, but nah. I mean, that's like not now. Nah, that's nah, the, that's yeah, a nah, big nah, reach. Nah, nah. But but see the thing is though CP3 in the playoffs he he gonna turn it on a little bit more even though we know he can't win to save his life for whatever reason he plays so <laughs> well but can't win in the playoffs for whatever reason but I mean like like right now we seen a shell of Chris Paul I think he realizing I gotta tone down in the regular season so I can have those good post seasons and he did that last year he had a decent year. But he really turned it on in that Rocket series last year. So that's why I was saying maybe Chris Paul, because I mean, just based off of his postseason last year, he was a man amongst boys. All right. So, so if Dame is the number three, let's just say number three point guard in the NBA, is he really disrespected? Do you think he's underappreciated? I don't. What do you think, Chris? I mean, given his situation versus Curry's situation, if you switch them, I think Dame still wins three rings with the with the Warriors. But if you put Curry on that Blazers team, I don't think they win anything just like – I mean, I don't even think they as successful as Dame has had them, to be honest with you. Like, that's just me. That's fair. That's fair. Um, <clears throat> So, the Blazers right now are fifth in the West. The Warriors are eighth. If you take Dame off the Blazers, if you take Steph off the Warriors, who's a better team? I think the Warriors. I agree. And the and they're in the same division, and you got Damian Lillard's Blazers ahead of the Warriors. So, right. so Steph has a, a better team than Dame, and they're not. That's currently constructed because I think they got Nurkic out and they got CJ out. Right. So, sorry, y'all saying Dame is better than Steph? I'm saying it's an argument. We know Steph is is a transcendent talent, like like no other. But if someone took Dame over Steph, I wouldn't look at him crazy. Is what I'm saying. I think resume wise, Steph's resume is just untouchable. Like you 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 can't touch that nigga's resume. Two time back to back MVP, three championships. But if you want to just talk about being a leader and being um, skill level and being a, a, just a overall basketball player, I think Dame might got him. And I see, disagree. the thing is, when you argue Steph and Dame, people can't get the accolades out out the head. Like you got to, if you just take them player for player, it ain't even accolades for me. Okay, so explain to me because I mean I think it's closer than most people think. I think when, range when shooting. I see- it's, it's when I seen them Steph's go against not. each other, I saw Steph just outdoor him. I just even stopped arguing it. Like I, I just seen Steph average thirty six on the Blazers in the playoffs, while Dame I mean, come back and average like twenty. 
he got Clay running with him. You know what I'm saying? And he got and in that series he had KD running with him, I believe, didn't he? Just just in my opinion, I think Steph is more consistent. I think Dame he can get hot, he can get clutch, but overall he he's way more inconsistent than Steph is. Mm-mm-mm. All right, all right. I got one for you. Mm-mm. I got one for you, Dan. Right? You take Dame off that team that put OKC out of their misery and put Curry mm-hmm. there. You still think they beat them four one? I don't know because the thing is with teams, you got to build around that player's strengths. So that team yeah. is built around Dame. Yeah, and the Warriors you know, team is built around Steph. So Steph is right running around these nine screens, you know, and you got Draymond, which is a good passer. Um, you got, you know, people being attached to Clay. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, diminishing Steph's impact. I think Steph is a great player, but I'm talking about just straight up player for player. I think mm-hmm. Dame might got him. I think Dame is a better, uh, a better, like driver. more skilled. You can go to, you can go to the rack better. Um, shooting Steph's a better shooter, but it's not, it's not, it ain't, you, it's, you not it's not a landslide. It's not a landslide. You think Dame is more skilled than Steph, basically? I think he's just a better overall, I think, um, point guard or no, I player. Want, I want to choose my word. I want to choose my words wisely. Yeah, because I still got Steph. I feel you. I still got Steph over him, but it's like, it's a word that I don't know that you could put Dame. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It ain't, I just it think ain't, in the Steph biggest moments. I think he is because in the biggest moments, I've just seen more of that from oh, Steph. No, don't talk about biggest moments. No, nobody got more big moments than Dame. Nobody got than Dame. What did he do in the in the Western Conference Finals against the Warriors? He got his ass busted. He got his ass busted. That's Everybody got beat by the Warriors. Everybody got beat by the Warriors. <laughs> right, yeah, right. It wasn't that he got beat. He averaged twenty points. It was like, come on, man. Okay, mm. but I mean. He had to go against KD, Clay, Draymond, and Curry. They they schemed around the whole. The nah, whole. they let KD everybody else go do what they wanted to do. KD and they was schemed out. around Dame. They schemed around Dame. Though is what I'm saying. Like Iguodala put the locks on him. Iguodala's one of the best defenders of all time, probably. So what was Dame time then? Say it again. So what was that Dame time then? No, but hold on, wait. Nobody's resume is flawless though. Because you could argue that Steph has bad series in the finals. He's never right in the finals. MVP. Say it again. And get get it in the finals. In the finals. Okay, I mean it's a bad series. It's a bad series though. Listen, he but, got bad series before the finals. That he got put out by the Spurs. He didn't show up. Then then he got bailed out by Clay twice in Game Sixes. I get what you're he saying. He had terrible Game Sixes, and Clay came back. And have monster game sixes. That's where you get that, Mister. But game the reason six. why Steph is better is because it's it's real simple. It's like, look, he just keeps the defense more honest. Like, you just fear him more when he comes across half court. And that know, and that's man. why I got I Steph know. number one because you got to play Steph ninety four. Like anytime Steph get the ball, he's a he's Same a with Dame. Not I'm necessarily even more Dame now. Not necessarily because Dame is a little bit less consistent with the logo shot. Like, you give Steph a window, he letting it fly. Like, you know, on a consistent basis, no matter what day of the week, hopping off the bed, brush his teeth, shoot the ball, he doing that. Dame, he goes on cold streaks where he can't buy buy a logo tray. So, I mean, I get what Ray's saying, but it ain't a landslide like Ray trying to make it seem. Like, it's not. It's not. No, I'm not saying this. I'm not saying it's a landslide, but I mean, it's a gap. 
That's all I'm saying. It's a gap. I don't. I. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Now, if we're talking about skills, I think Kyrie's the most skilled. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I said Kyrie more skilled than Dan, but I wouldn't put him over Dan. No, I'm not putting him over Dan either. I, I would have either. to. You said you would? Yeah, nah. if I'm trying to win a championship, I am. I'm taking him. If I'm trying to win a championship. Hell no, 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 no. No, bro. You know Alex hate Kyrie. Kyrie I'm not putting Kyrie <laughs> over Dan. Zero days out of the week am I putting Kyrie over Dame. I would have to. Yeah. I mean, look what Kyrie done by himself versus what Dame done by himself. I mean. I mean, I hear that I hear that a lot what Kyrie's done. Um, but I think like he messed up in Boston. I'll give you that. He didn't have the right approach. But I think I think um what happened in Boston was more about uh, Gordon Hayward, in my opinion. He messed up in Boston, and then he didn't even he, – he messed up the first year that they were um, – he played with Brooklyn. I mean, he was injured. He was injured. Time, but, I mean, that's not, that's not Dame's fault. Dame I think he only played like 20 played. games. Okay, but Dame was healthy, and he played, though. Dame's more durable. I'll give you that. And when he was in Cleveland, you know, he really wasn't – He was like a there. sophomore. <laughs> I mean, Dame was Dame was balling out though his sophomore year. I think I think that's the year that he hit the uh, that game winner on Houston. You saying Dame's resume is better than Kyrie's? Um, and the clutch. Obviously, he has a chip, so I couldn't put that there. But I mean, that's the similar uh, comparison that we having with Dame and Steph. Because Steph, nobody's resume is better than Steph's. Probably in the NBA besides Bron. Yeah. So I mean, you can still someone can argue that somebody like you could argue you could argue Kawhi though. Than Steph. You could argue Kawhi resume a little bit better than Steph. Nah, he just don't nah. have the MVPs. He don't have the nah. MVPs, but he got Defensive Player of the Years and stuff like Kawhi. Really ain't got finals. No weakness, right? He don't really have no weakness to me. Curry got some weaknesses. I think Kawhi's weakness is leadership. Steph sees too. I think I think Steph is more of a I'm a selfless type of guy, so we just, we I lead by example. But you need a vocal leader though. That, I think that's why people get on Kawhi is because he leads by example. But I mean Kawhi, I he, agree. He don't say shit. Like I Steph say something, but Kawhi really don't say shit. Like you gotta say something, bro. Like you can't just be out there on robotic mode. Yeah, I mean. That's that's where Doc Rivers supposed to bump your best player and say, "Look, we don't have a leader on this team." <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Back to the Doc Rivers talk. <laughs> no, nah, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not taking, I'm not taking uh, Kyrie over Dame. Nah. nah. All right, so we talked about Dame a lot. What about Devin Booker? Is he is he one of the most uh, underappreciated players in the league? No, nah. no, nah, I think the most underappreciated player is Jokic, in my opinion. Was well, he one of them? I, I can't one of them. I'm not, sorry, not Dame. Um, Booker is he one of them? No. I think so. I honestly, I mean, this the first year his team has really been good to me, and yeah, and and he's still young, bro. Like, I feel like he got a whole lot more growth. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he's gonna be even better. So I feel like we they got him ranked decent. Like he he just got named a reserve since eight. Like, I mean, he got two all-star games where he was named a reserve right away. 
You know what I'm saying? I think he's in that next group of, of all stars coming up. I mean, like the Brandon Ingrams, the Zion's. Yeah. I think he's in that group. So is I think he, they got him ranked right to me. Is he better than Jason Tatum? It's close, but nah. I would say no. I would say no. Nah. Because nah. Tatum Tatum instant impact right in the league and he got his team to the playoffs and consistent basis in the playoffs. Even is he though they're struggling than, right now. Is he better than Donovan Mitchell? No. I'll say he's more skilled, but no, nah, not pound for pound talent, no. Yeah, so it's like when you think about especially the guards in the West, I just think it's just a product of being in the West. Yeah, if he was, if in, he the was East, in the East, no blamer. Definitely. I think he would have took Kyle, uh, Kyle Lowry's spot a couple of times. He would have took Kyle Lowry's spot a couple of times. Even though I love Kyle Lowry, but some of the years he was 15 and 6 or 15 and 7, Devin Booker in the East probably would have been 24 and 5 or something like that. Right. I've been hearing people talk about all-star snubs, and I just thought about, like, you know, nobody's talking about the fact that Westbrook didn't even make the all-star team. Ooh, I mean, he's been out this year, though. He has he been, been out. out. He's been out. Well, I mean, but, what, why would he? Why would he? Why would he make it? I mean, I'm just saying that just shows you like where his career is, is headed. You know, like it's just it's unfortunate because Westbrook was one of my favorite players a few years ago. He was. He, I think he was everybody's at one point, but I think the fan base split when KD left because you got the the rust sexuals. That Russ does no <laughs> wrong, bro. Like, like, bro, I, I really, that's the only fan. Like, I get Bron got him. I get Curry got him. I get everybody got him. But the that. one fan group I hate is the Russ sexuals, bro, because, bro, they, Russ can do nothing wrong. Like, they, they blame KD, the reason why Russ never got a ring, because he left. They blame Harden for why Russ didn't get a ring. Russ was, like, Russ can go six for 27, and they'll say he had a triple-double in their argument. Like, I hate Russ fans so much. Like, I might even <laughs> hate them more than Doc Rivers, bro. Honestly, bro. <laughs> no, I think the thing about Russ is I don't, nobody stopped Russ from getting the ring but Russ. Exactly. And people don't realize that. Like, they, they campaign for us, dog. Shout out Bradley Bill, though. Shout Bradley Bill starting this year. He's he's balling out. Oh, must deserve. Must deserve, Definitely. Man. If I mean, they don't get him out of there at the deadline, they they bold. That's just me. That's what that's one move I'm surprised that hasn't been made. Bradley Bill and also Kevin Love is just going cold in Cleveland. I mean, he's not even playing. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's, he's not, not even, even exactly. So what do you? What, I mean, where do you see where you where can you see Bradley Bill making an impact? I mean, obviously anywhere, but like feasible. That's a good question because I got to think money. about. He's, he's yeah, exactly. I got to think about what teams got the space for it and, and and who needs a shooting guard. I don't know. I don't know. You know, honestly, y'all, since Jimmy Butler's starting to take this like point guard role since Dragic been out, I say you give up Hero and all your first round picks, and him and Jimmy and Bam. That's almost a big three. That's like a step under a big three because Bam Young and Bradley Beal getting kind of old, but. I like him in Miami a lot. Mm. Miami. What about Toronto? I mean, I think they're nah. in rebuild mode. And they already got a lot of they're guards. To, I think they're trying to get rid of Lowry. I think they're trying to send Lowry to the Clippers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, wow. I think they're in rebuild I mode. So, I can't see so, um, No, I don't, I don't like I don't like building in Toronto. Yeah, I like them. I like them. 
and Milwaukee for Middleton. I think that deal works out because they make almost the same amount. I think I you lose that. defense in my in Milwaukee, but I mean you add scoring, which when Giannis is cold and they guarding him from the free throw line because he can't shoot. You got Bradley Beal to worry about, so it'll right. space it out a little bit more because Chris Middleton very inconsistent. But I mean, you'll have to make the money work, though. I think Beal make more, so I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, and and Giannis, Giannis has kind of figured out, quite honestly. You yeah, know, I, I think I think the league kind of got Giannis figured out early, at least in the playoff series. Like you're gonna need more than Giannis, so I think Beal going over there would be a good a good addition. Yeah, I'm just concerned that his his role might overlap with Drew Holiday's. I mean, Drew but Holiday you might gotta, play that point though, right? Drew Holiday, low key, could be just a three and D guy. You know what I mean? He could be he could be a, a Kyle Lowry of that team. You know what uh, I mean? I, I wouldn't subject uh, Holiday to a three and D though, because he, he he could provide a lot more than that. But I think if you if you were to add Beal though, yeah, his his role would take a step back, but. I think I think Holiday could offer a little bit more than that. Now I would have liked to see Kevin Love went to Portland. Yeah, I like it, but they already can't defend, and that don't really help them. In That's true. Category. That's definitely true. <laughs> yeah, <they can laughs> like, I, I think me and Alex together. I ain't seen you hoop, right? That's why I said Alex. But I think me and Alex could get ten on on Portland defense, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they don't be defending shit. <laughs> Nah, I seen the game. They had one thirty-two into one forty-seven or something. I was like, "What? They almost scored one fifty? Nah. Well, where where can Kevin Love go? Uh, that he can make an impact. Um, what about Atlanta? Like yeah, for John Collins. John Collins yeah. does want out. That would yeah. be good. Kevin Love make a lot more money than him though. But yeah, the they got to give up something I, the else. The thing about that trade, though, is I wouldn't even th- really be thinking about uh, Kevin Love. I'd be thinking about Collins and rebuilding over there in Cleveland because that that would be a good young core they got if they were to act. Yeah, Collins. yeah, it would be, and and that'd be another veteran to add with Trey Young and Capella because they've been a nice duo over there with Rondo. That 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 work out for both teams, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But I think Kevin Love would be dangerous. Dangerous in, in uh, Phoenix, bro. Think about it. He'd be eight and eight in him, eight on shooter three. Is oh bad, yeah, obviously. that's a good one. But they struggle in the power forward position, and they got Dario Sarri over there. So you put him off the bench, or either trade Kevin Love him and some picks for Sarri and some picks. He'd be dangerous over there with Chris Paul and Booker because he could score from all three levels. So I mean, I don't know. I can see that. I can see that with the Phoenix. Now, do y'all think D- Dame should have started over Luca in the All Star game? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Luka I think so. Off slow. He started yeah. off real slow this year. Yeah, he he did start off slow. And then I mean, I mean, I know the uh, the All Star game really doesn't have too much to do with like records and stuff like that because I know Trey Young was starting last year and they was trash. But Mavericks really ain't playing all that well this year. They're they're on an uptick. They're they're ninth. They're five hundred. Uh, they've been playing a lot better than they have been. But you know, still Blazers are eighteen and thirteen. They're 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 fifth. I think they're they've been a little bit better this year. Now I want to get y'all thoughts. I want to transition from the NBA to the NFL. I want to get y'all thoughts on that uh, Cam Newton video where he was going back and forth with that high school camper. What y'all think about that video? 
the my first reaction when I saw that, y'all remember the shows versus Joes versus Pros? I don't know if y'all remember. It was back back in the early two thousands where they had like old players that used to play in the league play against regular people that used to say stuff like I just said, like I go get ten against them. Right, right. <laughs> and they used to destroy yeah, yeah. like like even retired and haven't played it forever used to destroy like average players and average people so that's my first reaction when i saw that it was just like like why why yeah, he was why calling his ass he was like you about to be a free agent you broke i'm like damn you kind of going in bro yeah i think that, like, i wow. think that was a little too much i think that was a little too much <laughs> Yeah, Cause, I, cause, I don't know why. Cause like Chris said, I think we've all said some some things. It was like I go get buckets on him, but not really, you know, yeah, <laughs> not yeah. in real life. Like in real life, he gonna bust my ass. Like, like there have been, there, I think my analysis of that is like, I think that was um, kind of what people say on social media coming to real life. Yeah. Because I think people on social media, you know, they have a, a fairly loose tongue. You know, they say things like, you know, I, I could bust some, such, such, such and such ass or he's trash. He's this, he's that. But, you know, what I'm saying well, you don't really say that to the players, though. Especially during like a sponsored event. Yeah, a sponsored event. It's a bunch of kids there. You know, it's like. I think that was a little too far. I think that was a little too far. But I think I think he started off just wanting some laughs and some jokes or whatever. But he was definitely, I mean, the high school kid was out of pocket. But I don't know if y'all saw the rest of the video where Cam went over and tried to talk to him and try to see, like, you know, exactly what did he want. Because obviously he wanted some attention. Hmm. So Cam tried to um, talk to him, like, you know, let's let's get to you. Like, all right, let's hear about how good you are at football. And, and so when it came to it, he had nothing to say. He got camera shy. Yeah, yeah man, that happens all the time. When, Like I said, that show pros versus Joes, man, like, they had guys, I'm trying to think of somebody that, like Channing Fry. They had guys like Channing Fry and the people that used to dog him in the media or dog him in, like, on Twitter and stuff. And then they had him come into a gym and play a five-on-five game. And he just absolutely, like, just d- destroyed the run, like, made everybody want to go home. And it was just somebody that people on Twitter talk so crazy to. Right. The thing about that is, though, like, when, like, cause I, I I've I've come on here and called players ass and that type of stuff. But when <laughs> I call you ass, it's like I'm comparing you to your peers. I'm yeah. comparing you to your contemporaries. Of course, you bust my ass, but like I'm comparing you to the other players in the NBA. Maybe the ass might not be the right word to use, but like you you just not up to par with you know your contemporaries. And I think that's probably where people, obviously the players at the end of the day, they're they're human beings. They're they're real people. So, I mean, obviously, if you say some shit like that to them, they're going to take offense to it. They might, you know, they're, they're going to have a reaction. But, like, yeah, I'm not really trying fact. to call you ass in, com- in comparison to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just think, um, I mean, because those are, like, networking opportunities right there. You know, you never know. Cam might be watching his highlight tape or something if he go to college and, and play there. And you don't want to uh, start to, you know, uh, rub people the wrong way. So, I mean, I mean, hopefully, you know, that's something he can learn from. Yeah, Cam still is, you know, he still is an NFL player. I mean, like, if Cam Newton supporting you or, like, backing you when, you when you're on the borderline, like a team thinking about giving you a scholarship, 
and Cam Newton speak on your behalf, that can help you uh, more than people know. Like having that connection, just what you just said, that network, that he could have, he could have, you know what I'm saying? He could have talked Cam up, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a, it's a need for uh, positivity when someone going through something like Cam is. Now, Definitely. how much is how how much uh what is what is too far though? So if you're at a game, I've been at the games. Obviously, I've never really been courtside, but I'm up, I've been up in the stands, and I'm like, damn, this nigga ass, or if somebody do something trash, like, what is too much? What, how much is too much heckling? When it not when it becomes not about the game, when it becomes not about the sport, when it becomes personal. Once you start saying somebody's broke and all this other stuff, it's like, come on now, how you gonna like you trying to play football as a high school student? How you gonna say he's ass? You haven't made it to his level, right? Right. Right, and I agree with that. I second that because how how are, who are you who are you to judge? You know what I'm saying? It's like you you're a nobody talking to Cam Newton, like right. a former MVP of the yeah, NFL. Right. Something that people that play in the league 20 years sometimes never accomplish. Yeah, so yeah, he was out of line for sure. Out of line for sure. Now I'm not sure what made him pick on Cam Newton because I don't know if, if any other if it was any other quarterback he would have done that. I don't know if Patrick Mahomes was there. I don't think he would have done that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean I think he saw Cam as kind of a scapegoat because I guess he's about to be a free agent. Um, I don't know why the hell he was calling him broke. Um, I mean I don't know. He just wanted some laughs. He wanted some yeah, yeah. He wanted his little 15 minutes of fame so he could post it on you know his social media and shit. Like look, I was going in on Cam Newton, y'all. You know type shit. But uh, it it backfired. It backfired. You know, it backfired kind of kind of bad. But uh, so last thing before we get out of here, uh, we just want to send some condolences and some prayers to Tiger Woods, who was in a car accident uh, recently. Um, he had uh, suffered some leg injuries in a car accident in Los Angeles. So uh, I mean, that's one of our goats. We gotta protect our goats out here. So uh, prayers for Tiger Woods. Yeah. Man, when I saw that story, I was like in disbelief. I was like, I hope he recover. I was just hoping it wasn't worse than when when the, when I saw the pictures. I'm like, that that looks. I don't even want to say it, but it just looked, you know, like it could have been the end of the road. Who knows? Yeah, it was crazy because he they said he don't even remember the accident. So I mean, that that's that's crazy. Yeah, that's real crazy. Yeah, that's that's uh, something that yeah. we gotta you know keep our keep keep keeps our eye keep our eyes on. Um, two twenty four, another one of our goats. Yesterday, we gotta always send uh, our condolences and remember uh, Kobe Bryant, Gigi Bryant. So uh, R.I.P. to them as well. So uh, Chris, before we get out of here, give them uh, one more one more time where they can find you at. All right, y'all can find me at Facts Over Acts with my other two co-hosts Josh and Gibbs. Uh, Facts Over Acts, Apple Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, and soon to be on Twitch. Sir, yeah, shout out Guyton and Gibbs, man. I, I I definitely mess with y'all, mess with what y'all got going on over there, man. So that's that gonna do it, it for us. Another episode of Everybody Easy Be Podcast. Appreciate you, Chris, for being on. Peace. Peace.